Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Lightning fans, you found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the Lightning Insider Podcast, the Eastern Conference preview episode. I am Eric Erlinson, your host from lightninginsider.com and if you missed the promo code that I've been passing along to listeners if you want to sign up to my website it's lightninginsider.com if you want to use the coupon code podcast at checkout I will give you $10 off a yearly subscription so that's again podcast and the coupon code promo code box when you go to checkout it'll be $10 off your first year of a yearly subscription so that's one special promo code or um, offer that I'm going to give you here on the show. I have another one a little bit later on um, that we'll have. I had mentioned it in the previous podcast. We'll make sure we get to it again. And uh, we're also going to give away a t-shirt today. I'm going to have a trivia question for you a little bit later on here in the podcast. And you're going to have to email me your answers. That's eric at lightninginsider.com. That's E-R-I-K at lightninginsider.com with your answers to the trivia question that I'm going to pass out a little bit later on here uh, as well. You can also send me a direct message on Twitter. My DMs are open, and that's at Eric underscore Erlinson, E-R-I-K at, sorry, E-R-I-K underscore E-R-L-E-N-D-S-S-O-N. That's my direct messages on Twitter. You can also find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash lightning insider. And you can also send me a message through that route as well if you want to uh, answer the question that way. So that's three opportunities you're going to have. And we'll pick one random person from the correct number of answers. And we will send you a free t shirt courtesy of Smack Apparel. All right. So an opponent is now known. The Lightning have been. Idle for a week, sitting around waiting to find out if they were going to play the Philadelphia Flyers or the New York Islanders. We do now, of course, know that it is the New York Islanders. Game one is scheduled to take place on Monday. That's at 8 p.m. That game will be on NBC Sportsnet. Uh, So game one on Monday from Edmonton against the New York Islanders in the best of seven series. And the rest of the schedule for the Eastern Conference Finals Uh, In case you have missed it, uh, Game 2 will be on Wednesday, September the 9th. That's at 8 o'clock. That will also be on NBC Sportsnet. On Friday, that's this coming Friday, September the 11th, 8 p.m. Please note, that's on USA Network, okay? Friday, September the 11th at 8 p.m. on USA Network. Game 4, Sunday, September the 13th. That is a 3 p.m. start, and that will be on NBC 
It's going to conflict a lot of Tampa Bay sports fans because that will also coincide or overlap with the debut of Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a 425 start against the New Orleans Saints. Um, so there'll be an overlap there. I know the Rays play that day as well, but it'll be a mm, dilemma in some ways for Lightning or for Tampa sports fans which one they're going to want to view the most. Uh, but again, Game 4 will be on Sunday, September the 13th at a 3 p.m. start on NBC. Of course, that's opening weekend of the NFL, so NBC has Sunday night football. That's why you have a 3 p.m. game on Sunday the 13th. Uh, game 5, if necessary, on Tuesday, September 15th, also at 8 o'clock. That'll be on NBC Sportsnet. Possible Game 6 on September the 17th. 8 p.m. start on NBC Sportsnet. And if there is a Game 7 that will be held on Saturday, September the 19th at 7.30 p.m., that will also be on NBC. So, if you didn't pick up the pattern there, no scheduled back-to-back games. This will be an every-other-night scenario. Uh, It'll go alternate with the Western Conference Final between the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, So, again, every other day on the schedule. Uh, One quick note, the Lightning will be the higher seed here, so they are the home team, quote-unquote. They will have the last change, as they have had through the first two rounds against Columbus as well as Boston. So Tampa Bay does have last change advantage for this series. The Islanders knocked off the Flyers in seven games. Uh, Did it in very convincing fashion, by the way, uh, in a very uh, impressive showing in a Game 7. The Islanders were dialed in. In that game, so we're going to get to some of the keys of this series. Um, of course, your questions as well. Uh, don't forget, I get the giveaway coming up a little bit later, as well as a special promo code uh, that I'm going to give you here in a little bit as well. All right, the biggest thing for me to look forward to in this series is how patient can Tampa Bay be, because they have to be patient. The Islanders are a team that will just. In the best reference I can give, they pack it in soccer style. Now, obviously different games, but think of parking the bus. You've heard that term if anybody's a soccer fan, where they just basically teams will just pack the box with seven, eight, nine players and make it very difficult for uh, offensive opportunities in prime scoring areas in soccer. So they keep everything outside. Well, it's the same sort of mentality, obviously different concept. But if you watch the Islanders play, they basically have all five players between the hash marks. It's incredible to watch. They are so disciplined when they get their all five players in that area. They will let you have shots from the outside all day. That is what they want to do. And then how they feed off of that is bad pass attempts that they pick off or block shots that they're able to pick up on um, frustrates you to, to you know put the puck in the corner and they'll go retrieve it. They have uh, an ability to frustrate teams like there's no tomorrow. And that is the biggest challenge for the Lightning here. Tampa Bay had some pretty good success, especially in the series against the Bruins, of getting players inside the Bruins' defense for tips and deflections and potential rebound opportunities. Think of the two goals that they scored in regulation in Game 5, the clinching game. They were both off deflections. Andre Palat had a deflection, and then Anthony Sorelli had a deflection off a point shot. 
a little bit harder to get inside the Islanders. If if you go back to the regular season games against New York, now the Islanders did win two of the three games against Tampa Bay in the regular season, but two of those games came in October, November, I'm sorry, October and December. The, the, the first game against them was the last game Tampa Bay played before heading to Sweden. Uh, that was a lopsided victory. And then they faced each other again in early December when the Lightning was still kind of trying to figure out who they were. Uh, I believe that was a 5-1 victory for the Islanders. Uh, the final time they met in February, the Lightning did win that game in Tampa by a score of 3-1. to But if you watch those games, you just see how difficult it is to find shots in the home plate area. You know, you've heard people refer to it as a home plate area, the slot area. It's just extremely difficult to force your way in there, not just with pucks, but with bodies as well to set screens. And, you know, there's a reason the last two years the Islanders have been so good defensively because they play this very disciplined structure. And then the shots that tend to get through, the goalies usually have a pretty clear idea. The goalies have a pretty good picture of what's coming at them, and they're able to see it. So it's the old adage in hockey, if you can see it, if a goalie can see it, there's a good chance he's going to stop it. Well, the goalies, whether it's Semyon Varlamov or Thomas Grice, it was Grice that got the start in Game 7 against Philadelphia. He pitched the shutout. Uh, so no matter who it is, they have the opportunity to see the puck. They're probably going to stop it. And just the style of play that the Islanders have, they're really, really good at letting their goalies see everything. And they don't let you get there for deflections, for rebounds, anything like that. And that's what's going to be a challenge here for Tampa Bay in the series. To me, it's the biggest challenge. Who is going to have the mental fortitude to win those areas of the ice? You hear in the NFL, the battle of the trenches. Well, this is the NHL's version of the battle of the trenches. Yeah, you have to win the neutral zone. But it's it's these areas of the ice. Who is better at it? Because, and I've said this before, the Islanders are the Columbus Blue Jackets with speed and skill. The Blue Jackets are a difficult team to play against because of how they really protect the middle areas of the ice and they block a ton of shots. The Islanders do the same thing. The difference is is they have a Matthew Barzell and Anthony Beauvillier and Anders Lee, Josh Bailey, those players, they will counterattack. And they were a counterattack with speed. If you look at the number of odd man rushes the Islanders had in the series against the Flyers, that's why they are dangerous. And that's why, despite the fact that they were one of the lowest scoring teams during the regular season, they're actually the highest scoring team here in the postseason, in this 2020 playoff version of the Stanley Cup tournament. Because they counter so well. They will create odd man opportunities out of teams turnovers, and block shots. So how is Tampa Bay going to be able to deal with that? Well, they've had some experience. They've had some practice at it, if you will, because the series against Columbus, again, I just mentioned how Columbus is pretty much a model for how the Islanders play in the defensive zone anyway. They will go the other way. But so they had plenty of practice against that and trying to find ways. And the Bruins can be a difficult team to play against too because I've said it before, the Bruins do not beat themselves. They make you beat them. And the Lightning, I thought, did a really good job, especially as that series went on, in getting bodies and traffic to those hard areas of the ice. And that was a question that I asked John Cooper in his availability before the series starts. You know, what's the challenge in getting 
to those areas. And he said it's all between the ears. So it's a mental makeup. That's the mental makeup. And this team has, I think, the mental makeup coming from the first two series and how they played and how they were able to find success. And the Lightning, you know, we mentioned this going all the way back to that first game against the Columbus Blue Jackets back on August the 11th, the now epic five-overtime game. They're patient. They can be a very, very patient team now where years past, maybe they were impatient. Maybe they were just cheating just enough to try and score that goal. Cheating just enough to get out of the zone and try and create an offensive opportunity rather than ensuring that things are taken care of in your own end. Now, they had a little bit of struggles at times during the Columbus series because Columbus would counteract how many uh, goals did they score off the rush in that series, especially in the early stages of that series. So that's an area Tampa Bay is going to have to be much more aware of when it comes to playing against the Islanders. Because if you're if you're impatient and you force things, they are going to go the other way and they're going to burn you. That's what they do. That is their MO. That is their style of play. And Andre Vasilevsky has been fantastic through this postseason. He's got a sub 2.0 goals against average. He's got a save percentage around 930. Not a whole lot of people are talking about Andre Vasilevsky, but he's been fantastic. Well, he's going to have to be there to rescue them on some of these these situations that at least the Islanders have been able to get through the first two rounds, and especially the, against the Flyers. And the other thing about the Islanders, and this is another area to keep an eye on, in particularly in Game 6 and Game 7, look at the puck battles along the wall. The Flyers were just terrible. So either the Flyers were really bad at it, or the Islanders were really good at it. Because the Islanders were winning almost every single puck battle along the wall. And that can't happen. So you would talk again about mental fortitude or mental understanding and mental toughness, whatever it takes to win those battles. And look, we've seen it. Yanni Gord is a battler. Braden Point is a battler. Anthony Sorelli is a battler. They've got plenty of guys who can win puck battles. Barkley Goodrow, Blake Coleman, Andre Pilat. So again, you want to talk about areas that where you're going to have to look for the Lightning to find success. That's another area. Patience and wall battles. It's so important. It's 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 probably more important than face-offs. And face-offs are important. They're one of those elements of the game that maybe you don't think a ton about, but they mean a lot when you win puck possession. Well, it's the same thing with puck battles. They're probably more important because there are more puck battles that take place during a game than there are face-offs, at least most games. So that's going to be a challenge here for Tampa Bay to be able to find the the willpower to win puck battles because the Islanders are very good against the Flyers at it. And then there's the all-important special teams situation. Been a big point of emphasis here in the playoffs for Tampa Bay. Their power play has been okay. Had the big eruption in Game 4 against the Bruins. Sorry, Game 3 against the Bruins where they scored three power play goals. Game 4, they got a big one from Victor Hedman on the five-minute power play opportunity they had but other than that it's been pretty quiet on the power play front Uh, they're going to need to find a way to get that going because the Flyers that's something that was really the downfall of the Flyers the Islanders did not give the Flyers many power play opportunities in that series against uh, New York so 
you have to take advantage of the opportunities when they come. The Islanders are one of the more disciplined teams in this postseason. They're certainly the most disciplined team of any of the four that still remain. So you're not going to get a lot of opportunities against them, so you have to take advantage of them. But the other side is the penalty kill. And it was somewhat... Look, Tampa Bay was one of the better penalty killing teams during the regular season. They have not been as consistent here in the postseason. Columbus had a couple of power play goals. The Bruins had a power play goal in every game. Now the Bruins have an exceptional power play, but they did convert uh, in every single game on the power play. Uh, But again, I still think it's going to come down to, just like it did against the series against Boston, is the five-on-five play. The Lightning are one of the better teams at it in the league. Uh, Heard me talk about it throughout the the series against the Bruins and how much they uh, control the game at five-on-five play, and I think it's going to have to be the case here again against the Islanders because the Islanders are a team, they'll give up puck possession. You look at most of their games, in the last couple of games against the Flyers notwithstanding, but for the most part, they are a team that is willing to sit back in that structure and capitalize on your mistakes. So they usually lose the puck possession battle, you know, the Corsi 4. They're usually in the 40%, you know, under 50% most games. Now, like game six against the the Flyers, they were like 60%. They had the puck a ton. I think the shots in that double overtime game were like 53 to 31 in favor of the Islanders. That's an, that's an, uh, uh, an abnormality for the Islanders. They don't tend to play that type of a game. They, uh, they counterattack. They're a counterattacking team. So if the Lightning can control the pace at five on five and not let the Islanders find those rushes against, again, it gives you a better chance to play the game. So, again, the Islanders will let you play with the puck in the defensive zone, in their defensive zone, but they're going to keep it to the outside. So Tampa Bay is going to have to devise a game plan to find ways to take advantage of that possession that they're probably going to have. You know, the Lightning have been a very good possession team in this postseason especially against Columbus for most of that series. Period 2, Game 5, notwithstanding. Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is Eric. So there's the keys, right? Get inside the Islanders' defense in the offensive zone. Win the puck possession battle and take advantage of it while you're in the zone special teams, and then don't let the Islanders counterattack. That, to me, that, that's going to sum up the series. You know, for sure, goaltending comes into a play. Uh, we'll be curious to see how Barry Trotz handles this goalie situation between Varlamov and Grice. Varlamov got a bulk of the playing time throughout, starting from the qualification round, uh, night through round one against Washington and, and in round two against Philadelphia. You know, they had a back-to-back situation, so he did give Grice the start in the second back-to-back, but he went back to him in Game 7. Varlamov was not very sharp in Game 6. So he went to Grice, and Grice rewarded him with the shutout. So interesting to see who's going to get the start in Game 1. Trotz does not usually like to announce that, so we might not even know until warm-ups on Monday who starts in net. 
But again, if you look at the the Islanders over the last couple of years, Robin Leonard had a fantastic year last year for the Islanders, right? Well, so did Thomas Grice, and their goalies were pretty much interchangeable. You look at the numbers from both Grice and Varlamov this year, pretty much interchangeable. So I don't think it really matters who's in net for the Islanders because they're both capable. They're both, I don't want to say protected, but they both certainly gain an advantage from the system that the Islanders do play. So um, Grice, Varlamov, Varlamov, Grice, it doesn't really matter who the Lightning are going to face because it's going to be it's going to be all about how they can get pucks to the net, bodies to the net against this team uh, if they're going to have a chance to win it uh, and advance to the Stanley Cup final. Again, this is the fourth time in the past six years the Lightning are in the conference finals. The Islanders haven't been there since 1993, I believe, is the date that the Islanders were last in the Stanley Cup or the Eastern Conference final. And... Um, Here's the other thing I kind of like about that, too, if, if you're into sort of discussing how things are being played out. Everybody's talking about the Islanders here. Look, they're a good story. Again, haven't been there since 93. Of course, they had the four straight Stanley Cups, a dynasty in the 80s that they had. You know, they've been kind of the number two team in New York, sometimes a number three team in the metro area because of the the Rangers and then the success that the Devils had for a number of years. They've just kind of been that third team in the metro area. Well, so even listening to all the pre-series talk and a lot of the questions that are being sent, even when during the lightning availability, it was all about, well, what do you see in the Islanders that they do here? What do you see in the Islanders that they do here? So, and, and maybe that's a byproduct of the fact that the Islanders just came off a seven-game series, and they get a turnaround, get on a plane Sunday, play game one on Monday where the Lightning haven't played in a week. So maybe it's it's a factor there. But uh, everybody's the, the, the focus seems to be on the Islanders, and that's okay. That's okay. Not, not that players pay attention to that, but in some ways, you know, the, uh, the Lightning are kind of in the background, and I think they're okay with that. They're okay with that. Uh, in terms of how they approach themselves and, and how the series is going to play out. So if you're into that kind of stuff, there seems to be a lot more talk about the Islanders in this situation than there tends to be against Tampa Bay. All right, just a couple of quick notes. Um, John Cooper did once again mention Steven Stamkos and his availability for this series. Uh, he did mention that he did not skate and he will not be available for this series. And... I want to say this about that because I obviously when I put that information out on Twitter, everybody wants to uh, have a comment, have their say, have their opinion, and that's all well and good. Uh, certainly fine. But we never know until the story comes out what exactly he's dealing with, what he's going through, whatever it is. So I would just caution people to not jump to a conclusion, not jump to uh, an opinion and, and try and dismiss anything until we know the story. We don't know the story yet. So I would just caution you against that when it comes to the situation surrounding Steven Stamkos because, again, we all thought he was going to be ready by the time they got to at least the last round Robin game, certainly by the first round. It hasn't happened. He hasn't played. We don't get practice updates anymore. The team's uh, the team used to provide that. They were providing that in the early stages. They have stopped providing that. Uh, so we have no access to visualize or see anything that takes place. So we don't know. All they can do is go off this. Of course, John Cooper, once again, 
said no more questions on this. Uh, when there's an update, he'll provide it. But, you know, he already said that he's out for this series. So uh, if they advance, we'll have to wait and see what his availability is, uh, would be for the Stanley Cup final. If not, maybe we'll get more information. Uh, one way or the other, we'll have, I think, some more uh, idea of what's going on uh, here in the next little while. So, uh, so just just be careful when, when judging players in these situations. We don't know what they're dealing with. The other update he gave is Nikita Kucherov. Nikita Kucherov did practice. The team did practice in Edmonton on Sunday. And Nikita Kucherov was a full participant. We had heard from John Cooper that when the team did return to practice after a couple of days off earlier in the week that Nikita Kucherov did practice then as well. So that's a positive sign for Kucherov to be available. It's a big part of their offense. Big opportunity for uh, the Lightning to kind of make sure that he is available and ready, and it sounds like he is, so he should be a go for Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals, which, again, will start on Monday. Uh, all right, it's the answer questions portion of the podcast here, and I want to get to them, but before we do, I want to offer a couple of uh uh, things to you. First of all, uh, if you were listening to the last podcast, we have this special exclusive promo code for Lightning fans, for listeners of Lightning Insiders podcast here uh, at smackapparel.com. If you go to smackapparel.com and go to their Tampa Bay Lightning or their Tampa Bay Hockey page, if you use the code BOGO2020, B-O-G-O-2020, you will get a buy one, get one free offer of any Tampa Bay item. They have several of them there available for you. Um, so again, the, the promo code is BOGO2020, B-O-G-O-2020. That's a buy one, get one uh, offer for smackapparel.com. Check them out. Uh, they're looking to uh, support this show, support me. So uh, I hope that you're able to support them as well. So again, smackapparel.com is the website. And uh, again, just entering that promo code, you get buy one, get one free offer on any. It's only good for Tampa Bay Lightning gear. It's only good for Tampa Bay hockey gear. So keep that in mind as you look through their inventory. Uh, the other thing I wanted to do is uh, we are going to give away a t-shirt. If you go to that smackapparel.com website and you see a shirt that says, I want to party like it's 2004, I have a t-shirt I'm going to give away. So to do that, I'm going to give you a trivia question. It's going to be a two-part question here. The, um, the Lightning and the Islanders have faced each other twice previously in the playoffs. In 2004 and then again in 2018. Sorry, 2016. So again, the Islanders and the Lightning have faced each other Twice previously in the postseason, 2004 and 2016. There have been three overtime games in those series, three of them. Name me the Lightning players who scored the overtime goals in all three of those games. So again, one in 2004, there's two of them in 2016. So that's your trivia question. Who scored the overtime goals in the series between the Lightning and the Islanders? Previously, there's been three of them in those series. So 
Email me the answers. Again, that's eric at lightninginsider.com, E-R-I-K at lightninginsider.com. You can also send me a direct message on Twitter. My DMs are open, eric underscore Erlinson. So that's E-R-I-K underscore E-R-L-E-N-D-S-S-O-N. Uh, or you can find me on Facebook. You can send me a message there, facebook.com slash lightninginsider. Um, I will choose a random winner from those who get the answer correctly. Okay, so again, that's your trivia question. Three overtime games in this in the history. Uh, the Lightning and the Islanders have faced off in the playoffs. Name me who scored each of those overtime goals, and I'll pick one winner randomly to win a free T-shirt courtesy of Smack Apparel. All right, to your questions here before we wrap up the show. A uh, little, little less, little light today, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, we can do that here, and we'll start with Connor McMinn uh, on Twitter. It's Bolts Raise Bucks. Uh, sounds like Connor, you're going to have a dilemma on Sunday, Game Three, Lightning, three o'clock. I believe the Rays play the Red Sox that day, and of course the Bucks open up the regular season against the New Orleans Saints. That is at <clears throat> four twenty-five, which should be right around. Ooh, I don't know, second period with the Lightning and the Islanders. Uh, Connor's question, what are the key factors for Lightning to win this series, and will the week off be a benefit in the long run? I do believe the week off will be a benefit. Uh, you know, you you always get into this rust versus rest factor. There's no doubt. The Islanders, of course, are coming off a game on Saturday. They're going to jump right in and play on Monday. So on one hand, you could say that they have, they're in game mode already, having come off one just the other day. So, you know, there's that aspect of it. Um, but I think in the Lightning's case with, you know, whatever was bothering Ryan McDonough, whatever was bothering Nikita Kucherov, whatever things are bothering players that we don't know about, you know, I think of Victor Hedman and, you know, the ankle situation that he suffered in the final round robin game against the Flyers uh, about a month ago, you know, that's another week for him to rest it. So I think in this case, the, the rest is more important than worrying about rust. And I know historically, especially the last couple of years, the Lightning have had extended time off between series. They've actually lost game one of the series. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean like that was last year or that was two years ago or whatever it was. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the case here. Different opponent, different circumstances. I mean, the circumstances themselves are completely out of whack, right? And nobody's traveling. Now, of course, the Islanders did travel to Edmonton. The Lightning traveled to Edmonton on Saturday, so they have a day head start in that aspect. But, um, you know, they're both kind of in the same situation. So I, I, I just think, I think the rest is more beneficial. Uh, that's, you know, the Lightning played 10 games, quote-unquote playoff games. The Islanders have played 12, so that's two extra games of getting hit with pucks, getting hit in the corners and whatever else. I think you'll take that rest any day of the week. Uh, from Lee and Sinoza, the Islanders had the best fourth line in the NHL. What can the Lightning do to slow down that line? And will Coop match, maybe match a different line against the fourth line? Love to hear your thoughts. Uh, the fourth line that Lee, of course, is the, the referencing is the line of uh, um, Cal Clutterbuck, Cal Clutterbuck, Casey Sezikis, and Matt Martin. They are probably the best quote-unquote fourth line in the league. Vegas might give them a run for their money when Ryan Reeves isn't suspended. But um, 
they, they're a very effective line, and, and that line has given the Lightning fits during the regular season at times. I can remember listening to Dave Michigan more than once commenting about that and, and how they can be a difficult line. Uh, but that's the thing about the Islanders. They're, they're a, they are truly a four-line team. You know, we talk about the, you know, the Lightning being a four-line team. The Islanders truly are because they don't have any standout players. They, you have, do have Matt Barzell, who was a budding superstar. But beyond that, Honors Lee, great player. Superstar, probably not so much. A star, probably not so much. Josh Bailey, good player. Star player, probably not so much. You know, so you can kind of go down the list of the Islanders and look at what they have. So they are truly, a, that's what makes them a tough team to match up up against. It will be interesting to see how John Cooper handles that. Because remember, they do have the quote-unquote home ice advantage here. They do get last change. They do get to pick their face-off matchups, um, you know, coming out of uh, breaks, coming out of stoppages of play. So I'm curious to see how that's going to play. Where, you know, the last series, of course, it was pretty evident that the Sorelli line was going to get matched up against the Bergeron line, at least to start. We saw him put the Gord line against him in, in game five, but the Bruins kind of broke up that top line there for a little bit, and that kind of changed things somewhat. So uh, curious, uh, does Sorelli get the Barzell line? You know, Barzell's been playing a lot with Jordan Everly and Anders Lee. Uh, they've been a tough line to match up against. My guess is that is who they will get up, but you could also match up the Gord line against them as well. So, um, you know, that that's the one with me and how they're going to, to match it up. I, I don't know. There's no clear-cut matchups um, beyond anything. So uh, interesting to see how John Cooper handles that. Uh, from One Bolt Nation, who's Evgeny Lightning fan, on Twitter, uh, the NHL finally did it right. A game every other night, no back-to-backs. What's the biggest key for the Lightning in Game 1 after being off for a week? They have a history of losing Game 1s. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Love the content. Um, well, I did mention that you know they do have a history of this, of, of losing Game 1s. But um, the key for them to be ready, I think, is just to have the right, just to have your mindset right. Because it wasn't. They weren't in a good spot against Boston to start that series, right? We we certainly mentioned plenty about that when they lost Game 1 to the Bruins, how they just seemed to be a step slow, weren't necessarily as engaged as they need to be. Maybe they figured it out from there, You know what they have to do to be engaged from the start. Because uh, the Islanders, again, the Islanders are so disciplined that it's it's tough to 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 play to play against them. So you have to have the right right mindset. Uh, I did ask Andre Pilat that question. You know, after being off for a week, you know, what's the challenges in keeping yourself ready? And he had mentioned how, you know, look, they they've had the advantage here. After clinching on Monday, they took Tuesday and Wednesday off. They had a light practice on Thursday. They ramped it up a little bit on Friday. Don't believe they practice on Saturday. I think they just traveled, although that was a mid-afternoon uh, flight that they took from Toronto to Edmonton, um, and then they practiced again on Sunday. So they had the advantage of those three uh, practices under their belts. And you know, John Cooper had mentioned that how that's what they had planned to do was kind of slowly amp things back up, and how he was impressed with that first practice that. 
they were in sync a little bit. Usually the passes are off or whatever he did mention in that first practice back on Thursday, how they were maybe a little bit ahead of the curve, maybe they were more so than they had thought. So, um, again, so to me, it's just have to be mentally ready. I think the legs will be there. I don't think it'll be a, an issue of, of how their skating is. I think it's more about where their mindset is going to be. Uh, from Louis Sadowski, both the Islander series look to have much more speed through the neutral zone than the series the Lightning played in. I would think that this series is played at a high pace. It should favor the Lightning thoughts. Uh, I don't necessarily know that it would favor Tampa Bay. I, I think, boy, how can I put this? So it's not a f- necessarily favors Tampa Bay, but it's not the Islanders' style of play. And again, the, the speed through the neutral zone came quite a bit for the Islanders because of their counterattack because of the Islander or because of the Flyers, you know, losing puck battles because of the Flyers having shots blocked and, and not having, you know, D ready to, to, to kind of thwart the Islanders counterattack. That's where the Islanders speed comes from is their counterattack. That's what you have to be weary of. That's why it looks like they have so much speed through the neutral zone. I don't think it's as it's it's as evident if the Flyers have to or keep saying the Flyers if the Islanders have to go 200 feet if they have to carry the puck up the ice consistently I don't know if they are able to generate the type of speed that we saw particularly in a series against Philadelphia not saying they can't they have it and Matt Barzell will back defensemen off he is that fast and he is that skilled with the puck so he does have that ability to um, back off a defense. But I don't know about the rest of the team. You know, I, I don't know if they can generate that type of speed through the middle of the ice if you have to keep forcing them to come 200 feet. To me, it's all about their counterattack and how they push things um, that way. Uh, and the last one from Stephanie. What are your three keys for the Lightning to win the series? Uh, get inside. I talked about that at the beginning of the show. Uh, get inside the Islanders' defense. I think that's key number one is to put yourself in a position. You know, we saw it in the series against Boston's deflections and tips. How many goals they score? You know, in that in the crease area, it's not easy to get in there, but they're going to have to do it. That's key number one for me. Key number two: stay patient. The Islanders will thrive and they will kill you. If you get impatient against them, if a play is not there, do not force it. It's, it's okay. It's almost the opposite of the 2004 motto, which was safe as death. This one should be safe as life in some aspects, because you don't want to, you don't want to force plays. And again, this is where the lighting have gotten themselves into trouble in years past. Stay patient. Don't let the Islanders counterattack and kill you that way. Uh, and my last key, um, uh, it comes down to goaltending. It's it's a cliche, uh, but I think that's what it comes down to. We don't know, you know, how the Islanders are going to handle their goaltending situation. Um, you know, we saw both goalies play in the last series. Uh, Varlamov got four or five of the starts, and Grice got two of the starts. Uh, my guess is you'll see Thomas Grice in, in game one because of his performance in game seven. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Varlamov in this series either, even though there's no back-to-backs here. Uh, so win the goaltending battle. You win the goaltending battle, you get inside on the Islanders, and you don't get impatient. That is 
um, what you kind of have to look for uh, in this series for me for Tampa Bay to win. All right, that's going to wrap up uh, this series preview show. Uh, thanks, as always, for everybody for listening and subscribing. Uh, if you're on iTunes, if you listen to it on iTunes, hit that five-star review. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, leave a comment as well. Uh, I think we're going to get into the habit here of maybe reading some five-star reviews. So if you want to leave a five-star review on iTunes, I'll read them uh, on, on the on the show here. Uh, at some point, we're going to start doing something like that. Uh, if you ever have any comments, if you ever have any suggestions or anything you'd like to hear, don't forget you can always ask me a question. Use the ha- AskEE hashtag on Twitter. Uh, I will get to them that way. You can email me, Eric, at LightningInsider.com as well. And I almost forgot because I, I promised a follow-up to this question that I had uh, in the last podcast about the glass. Okay, the signed glass that the team took with them to Toronto and was actually in the um, the system. You know, you could see it uh, during games, during practices, whatever. So here, I did not have the full question. I did not have the full answer in the in limbo podcast from the other day. So here's the update: the glass will not be in the rink at Edmonton. It doesn't fit their system. Uh, something that I learned in trying to get the answer to this question, I thought everyone was basically uniform. That is not the case. Each glass is custom fit to whichever rink is in particular building. So the glass that they had in Toronto that was signed by all the fans, it will not be at the rink. There are some other plans that the team is working on. Um, they don't have all of this um, yet, but uh, be on the lookout for this. They do have something else in store, very, very similar to this, something that they would actually be able to put on display at the team hotel or on the way to the rink uh, in Edmonton. That will be, again, very similar to what we saw with the signed glass. So the actual piece of glass is not something that's going to be uh, at the rink as we saw in Toronto, but there are aspects that the Lightning are looking to work on to still make that part of this journey, part of this experience the team is going through, and of course all the fans uh, who signed it as well. So be on the lookout for that. I I can't give you the full details on it yet, but uh, know that there is something at least in the works with the glass situation, but it won't be quite the same. So uh, thanks for that question. I'm glad I was able to kind of get you an answer and uh, Hopefully that um, that gives you what you were looking for um, in terms of that glass. All right, well, that is going to wrap up the show. Don't forget the trivia question. Don't forget the special promo code for smackapparel.com, and don't forget the special podcast promo. If you want to go to lightninginsider.com and use the promo code podcast, you'll get $10 off your first year. All right, we'll be back after Monday's game with a recap of game one, as we normally do. Uh, so again, Monday, 8 p.m. is when... Game one of the Eastern Conference Finals gets underway. Tampa Bay Lightning, New York Islanders. Check us out after game one. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.